If you're listening with your ears, what you're about to hear is a podcast that's starting very soon. I hope you don't confuse it because currently this music is the theme to a podcast. So that explains this tune. This is a podcast and this is the theme song to the podcast called This is a Podcast. 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 That's a microphone. This is a podcast. I'm Thomas Alley. And I'm Jonathan Rodriguez. You got to do like that, like the Christina Aguilera. You got to like move your hand up and down like you're trying to find the note. And then I like, am you... trying to find a note. I'm not a good singer. <laughs> I we've I know we've talked about something similar, like in, a, in an old episode, but I was thinking about this today. We you and I had a very long conversation the other afternoon. That's a lie. Um, we never talk ever. We only talk about an hour a week. I, I don't even know who you are. You're just a mystery <laughs> man in my computer. <laughs> you just my computer rings once a week. I'm 99 percent sure you're going to murder me someday. Uh, that's shh, Jonathan. It's OK. Just let it happen. Hit the don't you worry. Don't you worry, child. <laughs> Heaven will be ready for you. Jesus. No, um, no, no, Jesus. Not where you're going. So, <laughs> see you down there, Lil Nas X. <laughs> Bro, my favorite new trend on TikTok are those videos where people are like at the gates of heaven talking, and then in the background you hear Lil Nas X falling into hell, <laughs> and they just like follow the like him down, and they have something to say. It's always funny. That's quality. Here's my question. Okay. So we we talked about how I feel like you're liable to commit murder one day. Why is this narrative continuing? <laughs> because it's what I feel. I feel like you. I feel, okay. It's it's like the whole concept of going postal, right? Yeah. Like the even keeled, calm, cool, collected post I don't office have the worker. Qualifications to be a mailman, I, bro. It's a, a monkey could do it. I look bad in sh- shorts, like high waisted <laughs> shorts. Like, hey, no, hey, bro, you gotta you, have some good legs for that. You got the kneecaps for high waisted shorts. I don't know, man. I don't. I know. mean, I've seen the things your knees can do, and. <laughs> You seem like you can handle my, yourself. My knees have acquired a few rug burns throughout the year. <laughs> Bro, there was one time, I'm not going to say what X it was, but like we were having sex on the floor with a rug. Mm-hmm. and her You knees, were having sex with the rug too? With the time. rug. I was actually, what I was doing is putting two fingers in the girl and my penis in the rug, trying to make her feel like it was my penis. Her back was turned to me. She doesn't know. Naturally. And... The rug burn on her knees was so bad, it scarred. Jesus. So, like, to this day, she's got skid discoloration on her knees because I was just blowing the back out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the aggression. <laughs> I was knocking the dust off that pussy, bro. All right? Um. So, yeah, I just feel like you're too... You are too calm. You're like Amish. And as we all know from all the horror movies about the Amish... Yeah. Is eventually they grab one of their sickles and they just start slaughtering city folk. You want me to ruin this joke with something really sad to explain my calmness? Oh God, sure. Let's <laughs> three minutes in. Let's just torpedo. Let's kamikaze this episode. Listen, I go for the pity likes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> People will hear this and feel bad for me and tweet me. 
tweet Jonathan at this is an underscore podcast. The reality of it all, right, was like when I was in high school, I was a very emotional person, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I lost my cool every now and then. I was just as as you would expect a sensitive high school person without you were, an outlet. You were to Drake be. emo before yeah. Drake emo. Yeah, he owes you some money. He does. Him and Button. I've tried suing him, but uh, I lost all my money in the Run DMC (laughs) court case, and I had to change it to Stealth State Management Service. I one time, (laughs) I was going to make a It's Tricky joke because I didn't know where you were going with that. It took a minute for it to hit my head. (laughs) Good. But uh, I don't know. Like, in high school, I was super emotional, right? And, like, it, it seemed like the more emotional I was about something, the less receptive people were. And I was just like, oh, people don't give a shit. And then it kind of clicked <laughs> in me like, yeah, why why am I doing this? People don't care. Well, there there was a video. We were playing games earlier today. And I was like, while we were waiting for a game to match up, I was watching TikTok. And there was just like the video was like, tell me what it's like being a man in 2021. Yeah, you know, whatever. not without telling me because that would defeat the purpose of the video. But you know what I mean? And like the guy was like, he was getting super emotional. And the general premise was like, you can't tell people how you feel because then people view you as some kind of a weak individual. Yeah. So you hide that. But then when you hide it, people look at you as someone who can't, you know what I mean, aren't in touch with their emotions and can't communicate properly and constantly being afraid of being accused of something. And it's not to say like, oh, men have it terrible in in, in retrospect, you know, hindsight 2020, like we have it pretty good. But there is those like things that no one talks about. And I can see that being a thing, but also I also feel like deep down because you're not expressing those emotions because no one gives a fuck, it makes you more likely to kill a bunch of people. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's not like it's getting harbored in me, right? Like I, I learned very quickly after that that I just needed to find an outlet, and that's when I started writing. So like you writing your manifesto, yeah. So like <laughs> <laughs> it's every chapter of anything I write is today I cried a long cry, <laughs> no one could see me. <laughs> I sat in the shower and cried, so even I wouldn't know what was tears. Listen, uh, a real G cries internally, right? And just real, blank real Gs move in silence like lasagna. Yeah, Little Wayne, Leviticus fourteen twelve. <laughs> it's right we- next to the WAP verse. <laughs> <laughs> Wheezy F baby fourteen thirty two. Real Gs move in silence like lasagna. My my favorite thing of his is Wheezy F Baby and Please Say the Baby. Why is the baby so important? <laughs> no, the best one is Wheezy F Baby and the F is for Phenomenal. <laughs> That's the best Little Wayne bar of all time because he's like, listen, I'm hooked on phonics, but I don't care. Listen, not everyone got the same education. That F is there. It makes sense. You got to bust out that creative license whenever you can. Yeah. But okay, so here's the thing. I think... And I'm going to continue this narrative, whether you like it or not, because this is how I feel. And you can't tell me my opinions are not valid. Your opinions opinions. are not valid. I don't give a shit. (laughs) But I I think you have, I think deep down, like an onion in Shrek. I've got layers. You've got layers. And one of those layers really deep in the center is like this small, like monochrome of rage. (laughs) Right? That like you don't tap into but it's like a well of untapped emotion. Yeah. And at some point where it's going to be Amish fucking murder spree, it's going to be, we're going to make, Oh my God, hear me out. Horror movie starring you rum Springer. And it's just you going off murdering people. We give you a neck beard, a big hat. We have your raise a barn in the beginning. Mm-hmm. 
and then like city folk like come on down and start to like first of all convince your children to come into the city and party for rum spring it's it's very important to me that if i'm like in a barn that i've got a farmer's only account i mean of course that's no matches but we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna get the brand integration from farmers only yeah we're gonna have the product placement i'll be the The... only person lonely on (laughs) farmersonly.com as the camera pans for the opening scene it's gonna play a slow like all horror movies take like an upbeat song and make them slow and melodic and creepy so it's just gonna be like you don't have to be lonely <laughs> at farmersonly.com. And then it just plays like a carnival tune over and over again as yeah. it pans down to you on the computer. And then we got to have like, it's a horror movie, but I like this infusion of like Jordan Peele does it where like he does horror movies and then you got this one random comedy character. So it's going to be that scene playing out and then somebody walking behind me like, damn, these these girls don't want you, my guy. <laughs> It's it's like comedy, but it really drives home how lonely yeah. you are. He's trying to be funny, but doesn't understand. Yeah, he's down. victim number one. Yeah, there's that pit of rage. It's kind of like in in the the Rob Zombie um, uh, Halloween remakes when like Michael is in the psych ward. Like Danny Trejo's character takes really good care of him, is a really good friend to him, never does anything wrong to him in all his years being there. And when Michael breaks out, Danny Trejo's the first person he kills. <laughs> Why? Because he's Michael fucking Myers, and he can. You're gonna be like. Yo, that's my buddy jerome he's you know helped my family through hard times we've raised a few barns together it's a trope it's supposed to show you how disconnected and psychopathic he is exactly that's so this is you so the character the victim number one victim number one has to look just like you you just play the role i'll play the role of victim number i can shave uh, my beard down to a neck I, i don't see why we have to use fake knives well that's that's called a snuff film jonathan those are illegal. That's also called murder, which is also illegal. I don't think anyone would care. Guys, stab Thomas. Like three people would be like, aw. And then I'd be like, guys, don't worry. No one even cares. And he'd be like, oh, you're right. If you want Jonathan to murder me on film, hashtag murder Thomas, yes. If you don't, hashtag murder Thomas, no. But and then I'll just do crack and continue this podcast solo. But I, I, I got to do crack before every episode. Well, yeah, because then you just do multiple person. Like I could, in theory, with the amount of characters I've concocted on this podcast, I could do a podcast where I'm just, it's like, it's, it's, it's Seth MacFarlane in the, the VO booth. Yeah. I could just do a podcast by myself talking to my many personalities. I would just be like, do you think aliens scissor, the, scissor themselves? Because like, it stands to reason that they can grow multiple limbs and multiple genitalia by what standard by the standards that they're not human <laughs> right but just because they're not human but you're but again you're you're then imparting human characteristics on an alien who says aliens have reproductive genitalia Ooh, so you're telling me i can't smash an alien that's really disappointing i e. mean he was looking thick i'm <laughs> i'm sure there are a variety of orifice yeah. on an alien that's warm enough for you to penetrate. You know, when but like, e. I don't think was, you want to be doing nasal to like a Martian. You know what when I mean? When E.T. was sticking his finger out, he was just trying to rub the gooch a little. <laughs> that's why it was glowing. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the E.T.'s species equivalent of a boner. E.T. go home. He calls your booty held home. <laughs> there's, there's no place safer for him. <laughs> but, so... I, I feel like I've established that that's credible, right? Okay. That you, deep down, have a murderous rage that at one day will be released. I don't I don't know about that. I do. 
I'm confident. I've known you long. I don't know when's the last time I legitimately was like furious about something. But that's that's the reason why I'm convinced that one day <laughs> it's going to happen because yeah. you're due for it. And there's been so many years. It's going to be like one of those things where like a couple like they they don't necessarily fight, but like they always keep tally of the things that the other person does that annoys them. And when they finally have a fight, it's just like, remember that time on June 14, 2014, when you didn't take out the garbage? Yeah. It's going to be one of those where you just start like murdering people and like you get to me and you're just like beating the shit out of me and stabbing me for 12 years worth of shit. Jesus. Like every like stab, you're just like fucking when you wanted to get rid of the cue cards stab. Bam. Like, yeah, like just over and over again i think that i think that's that's literally the only bit of resentment in me (laughs) you would stab me 12 times just for that (laughs) i'd stab you like for each number i stab you i'd read a cue card (laughs) number one (laughs) did you know that you can be stabbed up to 20 times and still live number three because we can't do one two back to back thomas (laughs) we can't do them in order um but now, here's the question I pose to you. Okay. As probably the person on this planet who knows me better than anyone. You get a call, right? It's three o'clock in the morning. I'm not picking up. <laughs> three o'clock in the morning? No. Nah, you it's you catch me the next day. <laughs> I get one phone call. You don't pick up. Cops is just like, too bad, but looks like you're here for a bit. You leave me a voicemail, like, hey, Jonathan, this is Thomas. I'm locked up in jail. I need you to get me out. And I'm like, I've never met a Thomas. <laughs> Are you the man who lives in the internet? <laughs> so you get a call at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's the police. Like, I'm not even calling you. They don't let me. Because, like, First the whole all, idea. I'm a dark-skinned person. The cops calling me at 3 in the morning, I think I'm getting murdered. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Rodriguez. Nope, not me. <laughs> not this, the 114th Spring Seat. Is this Mr. Rodriguez? Nope, not at all. You've reached Craig Smith. How may I help you? <laughs> my name is Ethan James. I don't know. I how gotta to... change my voicemail to a white person name. <laughs> Hello, thank you for calling James Smith. It's an absolute pleasure to hear from you. Please leave a message at just, the tone, and I'll get to you as soon as humanly possible. Thank just you. Just are sorry to bothering you, these bitches. Yes. <laughs> Put on the bro. Even as a white guy, I have a white guy voice. Yeah. Like I when I used to work in like like retail chains and 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 like companies for sales when i pick up the phone like you hear me like this this is how i am my tiktoks is how i am when we're streaming on twitch that's how i am mm-hmm. when i pick up the phone at a job i go from fucking like ao what's up to thank you for calling sprint thomas speaking how may i direct your call that's like just the, real quick excitement pisses me off <laughs> If I, I don't called want you to Sprint be, yeah. and you answered like that, I'm hanging the fuck up and calling back in an hour. But first of all, I'm the only one who ever picked up the fucking phone. I'm going to be like, hey, when are you off the clock? <laughs> I need someone less exuberant about selling mobile devices. It's a fucking cell phone. <laughs> Relax. I understand. iPhone 12 Pro Max. It's a fancy device. There's no need to be that excited. I, I, that's, I've had less excitement at graduations and weddings than you have in your voice about Sprint. <laughs> But like I would, I would turn it up, and it's 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 literally because people. But people don't want to hear that. Like you're the anomaly. People don't want. Hey, thanks for calling Sprint, Thomas. What can I do for you? Like they don't want that because they that instantly. And this is like sales techniques. Like that instantly puts this idea into their into their brain that you are interrupt that they are interrupting you. 
Yeah. That they are a problem from your point of view. And even if you get the nicest person in the world calling you, they instantly get defensive. This this makes me think, though, because like I'm thinking of what what triggers that make me snap and go on a murder spree. Probably if I ever heard that. Uh, <laughs> if, if no- <laughs> Thank you for calling Thomas. Thomas speaking. I'm going to help you. Where's your store location, dog? I want to pay you a visit. <laughs> you just hear in the background. <laughs> you just load up the shoddy ready to go. Also, like, fucking, if, if I ever go to another restaurant and those waiters sit around me singing happy birthday again, I'm going to lose my shit. Bro, that's the worst thing that could possibly happen to any person ever. And that includes, like, a family member dying of, like, being stabbed in the chest. Like, I would rather... <laughs> I, would, I would... Hot take. I would rather hear my brother got stabbed in the chest than be sitting at fucking Johnny Rockets or fucking TGI Fridays and have a fucking... The waiters who dead behind the eyes the whole time. Yep. They don't want to be there. They want to be doing this as much as you want to be hearing it. They're making their fucking twelve fifty an hour, and they know that your table ain't gonna tip them because your mom's fifty five years old, and you, she comes from a different time where it's like, nah, I'm not gonna tip this you. Get a better job. Specific. And <laughs> and let it out, Thomas. It's therapy hour. Let it out. <laughs> How did like, that make you feel? It, when it happened to me, it was the single most embarrassing moment of my life, and that includes walking out of a dressing room at 11 years old in my tidy whities because I forgot I wasn't wearing pants. I mean, you were just giving people a show. Yeah, I'm a pedophilic show, granted. Yeah. It was everyone in that Macy's committed a crime when I walked out. <laughs> Is it too late to sue them? <laughs> it's also, you know, what I was thinking about too. I, no, I want to ask the question and then I'll get to the other creepy, weird thing I was thinking about this week. I have weird thoughts. This is why being a content creator sometimes, especially when you backlog content, is dangerous because then you have 12 hours a day to think about bullshit and it gets weird. <laughs> but you get that call at three o'clock in the morning. It's the police department. They've arrested me. What do you think they arrested me for? Before, like the first Nick, you know, this is the 114th precinct. We're looking for Jonathan Rodriguez because you're going to be my my contact. Because you know, I mean, you got family, you got higher up family, so I'm going to make you make sure. I'm very unreliable. Yeah, it's like a 75 percent chance I don't pick up that call. Yeah, but that's better than like the 100 percent chance my mother does and having to see her. You know what I mean? (laughs) Is it though? (laughs) Yep. I'd rather stay. I'd rather the 25 percent chance I'm staying in jail for 24 more hours. Than the potential for showing up. I but, hope you uh, get some really sticky glue. I mean, sticky <laughs> soap. So, you know, hey, 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 this is uh, Lieutenant Smith from the 114th Precinct looking for Jonathan Rodriguez. This is Mr. Rodriguez. Oh, we role playing? Yeah, we role, we, we we acting right now. Yeah, this him, dog. What's good? <laughs> uh, we we have uh, Thomas J. Alley here. He has you listed um, as his point of contact in the event of some kind of oh, an emergency. Shit, long schlong Tommy boy got arrested <laughs> again. Damn. <laughs> Y'all some trifling pig. <laughs> I like how you're a 1950s black exploitation film. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking blackula out here. <laughs> what do you mean, son? This is Gouda and the Black Messiah. <laughs> What is, what's the first thing that runs through your head? Thomas is arrested. What was it for? Bar fight. Really? Yeah. Do you think I instigated the fight? 
or like like what was the causation like was i just drunk and got into a fight was i being like a knight in shining armor did you know was i just like yo fuck this guy's face and i punched i would him. i would assume it went either it would went one of two ways either one you got really drunk and initiated it or two you were uh putting on your superman cape <laughs> i do break out that superman cape when i go to bars yeah. occasionally um I mean, it's sometimes it's very vital. You know what I mean? Like guys are creepy in the bars, and yeah. they need someone. These women, some women need someone to help. And there the was game. there was one time there was like a group of like maybe five of us, and it's again in my neighborhood. I don't know anyone, but I know everyone. So like I don't like spend quality time with anyone out here. But yeah, I've you just jerked to, them off in a circle. Jerk. Yeah, sometimes you go to the blind circle jerks and you run yeah. to the same guy twice. It's and not like you, they talk about their personal life; they just try no, to get no. a nut off. And then when you go to the bar, you run into each other. You give your, each other like the knowing nod. Yeah, but you don't talk about it. First rule of jerk circle is you don't talk about jerk circle. And <laughs> I think we just <laughs> broke the rules. <laughs> I don't think fuck. they're going to invite us back. <laughs> they're going to come for us. I had such a good time last time. <laughs> Jeremy had such soft, supple hands. I had three hands on it at once, and I was just like, there's only one person next to me. (laughs) (laughs) They got some weird shit there, Thomas. I don't know where you met these freaks, but I love them. But what the fuck is that outside my house? Um, They're coming for you. (laughs) The Circle (laughs) Coalition. (laughs) They got pitchforks and torches. (laughs) You just hear chants in the background. Jerk no more. Jerk no more. (laughs) We're in a circle jerk. You're the jerk of the circle jerk. All right. Quality wordplay. (laughs) Thank you. You're the circle's jerk. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, what, What about me puts that into your brain? Like, like from, so like I have a breakdown, right? You, you, you don't get angry. Yeah. So by, by the assumption becomes you have a rage inside of you. Like I have a tattoo on my body, right? It's, um, a Mary Shelley quote from Frankenstein. My, one of my favorite books, uh, uh-huh. probably one of my top five favorite books of all and time. And it goes, oh, I'm Frankenstein. <laughs> actually, that's actually the first, first part, first uh, line in the entire book is ah uh, frankenstein um the line it's tattooed in the back of my arm it technically has a typo on it but we don't talk about that you want to make your spouse feel uncomfortable or insecure with their body the next time you're having sex with them just scream ah uh, frankenstein <laughs> <laughs> some girls is into that and someone's like yeah i want to give that big undead man some back shots too um the quote goes i have a love in me the likes of which you can scarcely imagine and a rage the likes of which you would not believe if i cannot satisfy one i will indulge the other Ooh! so i have that tattooed on my body it's a a mary shelley quote and that's how i view you right you have this like you you have either it's you're like pandora's box right like First deep of all, down, you're not getting in this Pandora box, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself. Like deep down inside of you, there is like there's all like there's all this shit inside of you, but there's that little bit of positivity. Yeah, but for the most part, there's this negative, and when that box opens, all the negative gets out. Right. So I think you got Pandora's box inside of you, waiting to open, and if you can't fulfill the loving aspect of your emotions you're going to fulfill the rage aspect of your emotions one day i mean here's the thing like being as calm as i am is not like a uh it doesn't come natural to me you know what i mean it's like i it's something i very much work at which is why i think it's liable for those levies to break one day 
because it's not an inherent character trait. It is some, It is a wall you intentionally put up. Thusly, there it stands to reason that A, that wall can fail, or B, like there are cracks in it that will inevitably cause it to, to fall down. And then you go on your Amish rumspringa. So you telling me if you got a call, you just assuming I murdered someone? If I get a call from the police that say you've been arrested, my instant thing is you may you maybe it wasn't like you fucking shivved to someone, but you beat someone to death. Like I'd the first that pops. I know you would, but the first thing that comes to my head, fucking do do it the other way. You're 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 okay. Jeremy Smith from the one fourteenth. Can I be a different cop? You can be any cop you want. Hello, this is Thomas Allen. <laughs> <laughs> the speaking. This, this is Jasmine Sullivan, the singer slash police officer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, big those, fan. Those Apple Music streams just haven't been hitting lately. I had to pick up a second. <laughs> Listen, understandable. It's a pandemic. Things get really difficult out there. I don't need your validation. The white man <laughs> telling me what's this, ma'am. How do you know I'm white? We looked into you. <laughs> There's an extensive follow about you, but we'll get into that at another time. Wait, is this like a dating profile? You want to maybe get dinner sometime? Just excuse me. Do you want to get? I'm just asking if this you want to get dinner. Harassment. I, I asked you once. If you say no, and I ask you again, that's harassment. That's the law. Aren't you a police officer? <laughs> Who knows what I am these days? <laughs> if you want to be my girl, let me know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck me! Like in both ways, fuck me in jail and come over. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, you made me break character. I want I want you to hit it now. <laughs> that was so smooth. I want you to fuck me. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where this is going. Uh, you, your friend Jonathan is uh in jail. Oh oh wow. Okay. Was it was it the drugs again? <laughs> I told him not to try to get them across the borders in his rectum, but he insists on putting things in his asshole constantly. That that does sound like me. <laughs> not gonna lie. Sometimes when I'm bored, I just fill condoms with the gravel and I put them in my asshole, Thomas. One time I thought I could change my appearance, so I put a whole green screen in my asshole. <laughs> I thought maybe if people did an x-ray, I could green screen a soul in there. It didn't work. <laughs> I thought they could turn me to vision. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like if, if I got a phone call and like you were arrested, first of all, I wouldn't be getting the phone call. Your mother would be getting the phone call, to be fair. Yeah. But if I got that phone call, my knee jerk is you, you, something pushed you over the edge and you were just like, I ain't fucking letting nobody do shit like that to me and just like went postal and beat the fuck out of somebody potentially to death. Like if... The only way I feel like it's not a murder spree is if like I feel like you're kind of computery where like if you beat the shit out of a guy and he stopped moving like your entire brain would go, OK, I'm done. And you would just turn back to like calm, cool and collected Jonathan and like the cops would come and you'd be like, well, yeah, I just beat the shit out of this guy. Of course, they're going to arrest me. And you you, you go into the cuffs, you get into the car like you would not resist. You would not fight. You would just be like, yeah, I just beat the shit out of somebody. Naturally, I'm going to get arrested. But nah, if I'm going to jail, I'm playing up the hood stereotype. I'm like 111 <laughs> Street Gang, bro. You wearing a tank top. Just a plain white tank top. Your pants hanging around your ass. You ain't going to take me. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. But I think at well, that rate, I just aim to like suicide, assisted suicide, <laughs> suicide by cop. Yeah. 
what do you so let's say you commit a crime and you have to go on the run mm-hmm. right what is so like you you don't want anyone to like you obviously you want to change your appearance yeah because you're on the run you don't want ever you're very easily recognizable what is the first thing you change uh oh that's a good question like you don't want the cop like the cops have an idea of you you know what six six one six two six one six one uh you know dark skinned male wow uh appro- i mean you are approximately <laughs> approximately twenty five years in age um you know heavy set dude um mo- you know last seen wearing a pair of sweatpants and a t shirt maybe a hoodie yeah i pull a white chicks really yeah (laughs) full of white chicks you're like i'm gonna go from a black man to a full of white chicks and i hope terry cruz falls in love with me (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna become going but are you going like just makeup or are you like are you running to mexico to get plastic surgery and like i'm going i'm going going all the way character so you're gonna lipo, right? Yeah. Thin you down a little bit, maybe get some butt implants. Yeah, give you like a white, like a yeah, pog. Go visit Doctor Miami. <laughs> get yourself like a pog. Get your fat ass white girl, but <laughs> like get the the Michael Jackson skin change, <laughs> and have them like put extensions in your hair, long yeah. blonde extensions, and you just be living your life in Miami yeah. as a white woman. <laughs> we, we trap Terry. This is another Terry Cruz podcast. We trap him. <laughs> This, the whole goal here, Thomas, is to get Terry Crews to leave his yeah. wife for me. Yeah, I mean, he he's... I feel like I could be happy with Terry Crews <laughs> if you ignore, like, <laughs> some of the shit the he says. Of it all. <laughs> he makes a lot of money. He's really jacked. <laughs> he's got money. He's jacked. I feel like I can deal with the fact that he's male and I'm not sexually attracted to males. Listen, man, if, I, if I'm going to get railed by the guy, give me a top-notch guy, right? <laughs> Terry <laughs> Crews has the, the physical specimen of a god. Yeah, but what ha- – so, like, let's say you go to, like you, – you can't go to, like, a reputable plastic surgeon, right? Because, yeah. like, the cops are going to be – Oh, no, we, we do it, like, uh, underground in, like, Columbia or somewhere. All right, so but what happens when they put, like, concrete in your butt? Like, they give you the bad butt implants where they pour, like, concrete into your then butt cheeks. I, I got a new weapon. <laughs> back that ass up and crack skulls with it <laughs> someone tells me to sit on their face they're really gonna regret that one <laughs> terry's like come on baby sit on my face you just break his fucking orbital bones <laughs> man comes out looking like a pancake <laughs> like this is all my money now terry all right it's mine yeah we we trap terry cruz and we get all his money that's that's we, the that's the goal we're just like pain and gaining him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark, Marky Mark in the Rock. <laughs> Hustler's mentality 101. Secure you a baddie. <laughs> <laughs> I I just feel like if I like I don't I don't like do you think you have it in you to be on the run? No. I mean, here's the thing. I feel like I live very low key. I'm not that I'm not that deep on like internet communication or even like personal communication i feel like i could just set myself up in a room for like four years and be fine <laughs> just a, a rent like yeah go, go full osama like get into a cave dog there you go and just he was on the run for like a decade wasn't he something like that like saddam like just like go full like, didn't he get like murdered in a house too saddam hussein yeah when they I, like found him wasn't he like in in his house or something 
let's see. This is these are things we should probably know because they're important historical events that happened in our lifetime. Because I'm gonna say, like, if if he was in his house, man messed up, should have stuck to the caves. Bro, Saddam Hussein died 15 years ago. That's a long time. Bro, I remember that day very specifically. That's so weird. We're getting bro, we're dying. I'm thinking up I'm probably thinking about the wrong person. Um well Saddam Hussein was like the leader of Who was the other was one? It? Osama. Osama bin Laden. Yeah, he's the one who died in his house. Okay, let's see. It was Osama. like the SEAL team six people killed him. What yeah, because I think I think Saddam was arrested. And yeah. then they hung him. Bro, Osama bin Laden was six five, bro. Man could have had a glorious NBA career. A hundred and ten. You put the bombs down, and you could have been something. <laughs> you put the bombs down, and you just start, you know, dropping yeah. it from the fucking three point line. A, that could have been another Shaq right there. <laughs> <laughs> There's like one person who's just like, did they just suggest Osama bin Laden should have played for the Lakers? I mean, bro. Like, I know he's a terrible person and he did terrible things, but think about it. LeBron throws the lob to Osama (laughs) Bin Laden. Like, Bin Laden with the dunk. Yeah, like, he's got got a a good name. Terrible human. Did some shitty, did very shitty things. Solid basketball name. (laughs) Solid basketball name. Yeah. Just Bin Laden jerseys would have been selling out all over Los Angeles. All right. Uh, On October 7, 2008, in the second presidential debate on foreign policy, then presidential candidate Barack Obama pledged, we will kill bin Laden. We will crush Al Qaeda. That has been our biggest national security priority. Uh, I'm trying to find on April 2000. In April 2011, President Obama ordered a covert operation to kill or capture bin Laden. On May 2nd, 2011, the White House announced SEAL Team 6 had successfully carried out the operation, killing him at his Abbottabad compound. I'm going to assume uh, that's like a house of some sort. Yeah, so apparently it was a large upper-class house within a walled compound used as a safe house for militant Islamist Osama bin Laden, who was shot and killed there by U.S. forces. How long do you think they knew he was there? I would assume like a a, a week or so. They had to like track his schedule. You So you only think that they were aware? Like, I okay, conspiracy time. It's time for Thomas's Conspiracy Minute. Do you think <laughs> that was a solid sound? Thank you. Do you think like the U.S. government, like like Obama, knew where he was for a minute and was just like back pocketing? I don't think moment? he knew where he was for that long. I think he knew where he was long enough for this a team big to put strategy together. Because like from what I'm looking at, this like this wasn't like it's not just like a fucking. You know, a suburban house with a hundred and fucking, you know, eighteen hundred square feet in Westchester. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is this is like uh completed in two thousand five, the main building in the compound lay on thirty five hundred square meters. Oh man, why isn't this house on HGTV? Get the property, <laughs> brother. Nah, bro. MTV Cribs, two thousand eight, Osama bin Laden's compound. Get exhibited <laughs> Pimp my compound. <laughs> it's thirty eight thousand square feet of land. Much larger than any of the nearby houses, its perimeter was 3.7 to 5.5 meters, which is approximately 12 to 18 feet. Concrete walls topped with barbed wire. There were two security gates. I mean, the compound had almost no windows. Little more than five years, though more than five years old, the compound ramshackle buildings were badly needed repainting. But like, it's bigger than any other house nearby. There's no windows, 12 foot high walls with barbed wire, two security gates. Like Stevie Wonder could be like, could see that Osama bin Laden was there. 
bro, like the SEAL Team 6 probably pulled up and they're like, which one of these houses do you think it is looking at this very lavish neighborhood? And they just turn around and see that piece of shit with barbed wires. <laughs> and it's like, maybe that one. <laughs> after it was all it was also 10 years after 9-11 yeah like an anniversary date like that like was it like on the day well not on the day they got him in may of 2011 okay so it was 10 almost it was almost 10 years it was like it was almost 10 years exactly it was like nine years in a few months but like i don't know bro i do think like i'm i'm one of those people who firmly believe in the concept of our government and like our like justice system for the most part, but I, I you know there are like there was this article I was reading today, like while we were waiting for a game to load up, where like in 2013 I don't know the kid's name so I can't even look it up, but I have like the cliff notes. They found the body of this kid in a high school wrapped in a gym mat, mm-hmm. and they had no leads whatsoever. They just found his body. The autopsy was like, yo, his insides were like cut out. And they had no idea what happened. It was Arby's, man. <laughs> we convince Arby's just using human human organs. <laughs> it's not roast beef. It's roast fucking roast Jeff. Um, and they they got a kid who now ten years later almost signed an affidavit that was like the kid who did it is this person. Him and his brother told me that they did it, and like we were all present for it. And they got into an argument in the weight room at the school about his girlfriend. And he swung at him with a 45 pound dumbbell that he was on steroids. And it might've been an instance of of roid rage and that the strike to the the side of his neck with the dumbbell broke his neck and that his father was at the time active, an FBI agent, but is now a retired FBI agent and basically was like, help me move and hide the body or my father will fuck your life up. And that his father then contacted local police precincts and like they deleted camera footage that put his son in the area. They fudged documentation about causation of death, like a bunch of shit to hide the fact that this kid did it. So like there's obviously corruption in there. And like hidden things. But I like would when people, never do that for my kid. I'd be like, this bitch murdered somebody. Straight up. Like I'm the kid who if my parents were at like the 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 Capitol attacks in January, bro, yeah. I'm ratting my parents out. <laughs> like they're just like, if you have any information, please come forward. I'm like, yeah, my mom and my dad were there. Like they got pictures on their phone of them like in front of the Capitol building smiling, being like, yo, revolution and shit. Do I get two sets of reward money? (laughs) There's two of them. Do I get 5,000 each or do they come as a package? Because honestly, I got debts, so I could really use the extra money. Tell Joe to put it with the next stimmy. (laughs) Send me 2,400, please. Like, I I would rat on them instantly. Like, I wouldn't like, I don't know. Maybe it depends. Like, do you have a level of loyalty? And that's not to say like you're not a loyal person. But I'm saying like, do you have that level of loyalty to anyone where like, if I was like, yo, Jonathan, I need help hiding a body. Are you like, all right. Here's what I do, right? I play both sides of the fence. I give you great advice on what to do. And then I call the cops and tell them exactly what you're about to do. <laughs> I tell you exactly how to handle it. But bear in mind, you have 45 minutes before I call 911. It's like Saw. The clock is ticking. <laughs> and tell them word for word what you're about to do. Because I just told you what to do. I took detailed notes while we were talking, Thomas. Like you're just getting know. arrested. Like how do these motherfuckers know? <laughs> <laughs> like I fancy myself a person that 
if you called me and was like, yo, Thomas, I got to hide a body. I'd be like, mm, fuck it. All right. What happened? Like, let's just do it. And like, we'll just move on. If you want to talk about it, you can. If you don't want to, like, I just hope you don't kill me one day. That would <laughs> like, be I, my fear is like, if someone per- close on you murdered someone and then told me about it, I'm next. <laughs> okay. But what if it was an accident? So what if it's like, I'm driving down a road it's like uh, i'm I'm up in like bear mountain it's the middle of the night i'm coming back from upstate it's raining like there's a hitchhiker i don't see them i hit them with my car mm-hmm. and i'm just like i didn't mean to kill this person i didn't want to kill this person but like i can't call the police bro they'll fucking i'll go to i'll go to jail they'll fucking put me away for the rest of my life yeah. like my life will be completely over i need your help hiding this body what would my response be yeah I'd be like first uh can we uh can we like commit to a jerking circle with it <laughs> I, feel, I feel like after that like post nut clarity you know is when we'll all be <laughs> even the dead dude it's it's just when we'll be thinking at our best well we can at bernie's a jerk circle mm-hmm. and then, <laughs> and then then i tell you all right this was fun i'm calling the cops <laughs> i really just want a jerk circle why why is this so important to you I don't you can know. have sex with a human you know you don't have to just have a guy jerk you off uh, who said it has to be a guy i mean that's typical jerk circles yeah imply or implied that there is a circle of people who can ah, you get jerk a woman off. you strap a dildo and i give it a hand that's out. yeah but that's not really like they don't get any satisfaction from that i don't think that would constitute a jerk circle you don't know what they get satisfaction out of i right? mean i think between the two and this is not a brag I have had sex with more people than you have. Yeah, but the people I've had sex with are barely human. So I think I win. Right. So I would know what a human typically is. Yeah, but you've never tasted Sensar pussy. So listen, all right. I went to the magical land of Narnia one time. All right. I went into the Forbidden Forest. Yeah, but you just fucked the wardrobe. It was me, the lion, and the witch, and the threesome. <laughs> I had sex with the inanimate wardrobe. You get to fuck the lion and the witch? Yeah. That's not wild fair. Songs. This is not a good fantasy anymore. <laughs> I was like, I was happy about this for a minute. I'm like, oh, we're all going to go fuck mythological creatures. Yeah. If you could fuck a mythological creature, which creature do you fuck? Uh, Probably a mermaid. But- Put it in the scales. <laughs> right in their gills yeah. make it hard for them to just breathe dry humping those scales <laughs> two hours straight if just you, being like are you close yet and she's like i'm never gonna come <laughs> i don't have a vagina the way i have children is i lay eggs and you nut on them we don't have we don't fuck if you had to choose between like a regular mermaid or an inverted mermaid inverted mermaid like fish head fish head and and torso but like vagina butthole Probably great ass that. great ass girl tight vagina you know tight butt great legs yeah but from like rib cage up giant fish probably that because instead of moaning she would just be flopping around with the fish <laughs> <laughs> legitimately <laughs> visual. Fish out of water just <laughs> the way she convulses it just makes it easier to come <laughs> i think i would go a griffin okay I want to fuck a griffin because I feel like if I have sex with a griffin, get the griffin pregnant, and then my child is going to be happy. I feel like if you have sex with a griffin, you're definitely the bottom. No, like the I don't. I don't think you can. Griffins are powerful. Yeah, but griffin. Yeah, but like I've had sex with plenty of powerful women. 
That's part of my gig. You're not like going to ma- compare a human woman to a oh, yeah. fucking griffin. Are you tr- are you trying to say women aren't aren't as I'm strong trying to say are? everyone fucking <laughs> fails in comparison. I've had sex with some pretty strong women, and my whole gig, right, is making them Listen, subservient. Man, me and Jamal down the block, we hit it a few times, but you know, he's never going to compare to a griffin. Terry <laughs> Crews is never going to compare to a griffin. <laughs> I think you're overestimating a griffin's power when it comes to sex i think you're underestimating no i've what's what, what is a griffin really all right it's got what it's got wings yeah it's got it was a lion's head yeah i i believe so let's see hold on a griffin i might be thinking about the wrong thing hold on yeah a griffin has an 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 eagle's, eagle's head thing. wings and eagle claws the body of a lion yep what no am way. i thinking what am I thinking of? What's the know. thing that has like the lion's head, the tail that's a snake? What's that thing? I have no idea. Hold on. Snake tail. You're going to find some weird shit on the internet. Bro, I bro, I was looking up. This is the God's truth. And it, it made me feel sticky. I was looking up. So like there's a, a subgenre of um like a kink. It's like a like pup play. Like it's basically like when you see the girls who dress who like to like where they wear the um. Like the cat ears, like they're cute, they're adorable. Cat ears, they have like the little, it's 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 a subgenre of furry. Um, okay. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, so please don't hold me to that. I don't know enough about it. Um, but so I I looked up, so like they call them like pups, like they're like you know girl pups. So I looked because and I was looking for porn because like I like like cute oh, girls man. that you wear. F- you found some puppy porn, didn't you? I? F- I found some bestiality shit on the oh, internet, bro. No. And I was just like, this is A, not good for my search history. Yeah. And B, like, why is there a website on the internet that's like not the dark net? Like a kid could Google pup girl and this would come up. Jesus. And apparently the animal I was thinking about is a chimera. Ooh. A chimera is typically uh, two-headed, the head of a lion and the head of a ram. All with right, wings. So one for the shav, one for the balls. Yeah, and then with wings, and then its tail is either, in some variations, it looks like a snake. In other variations, it looks like a dragon. I would definitely be the top for that one. Okay, I can see that. That's like, maybe not a griffin, I'll give you that. But the chimera? I can, I can blow a chimera's back out. <laughs> I'm just trying to dry hump a mermaid. <laughs> Bro, what is it? Like, like, cryptozoology is fascinating to me cryptozoology what is yeah, that crypt, the study of cryptids you know what cryptid cryptids is? cryptids oh, i was about to say we we do study of crypt kids in long beach <laughs> <laughs> you know sees up beach down dog <laughs> uh cryptozoology is the search for and study of animals whose existence or survival is disputed or unsubstantiated such as the loch ness monster or the yeti do you think these things exist I, 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 my skeptic brain, because like I don't believe anything, but I also do believe in ghosts. Yeah. So in my brain, I'm like, if it's, it stands to reason that these things, like the, this all comes from something, right? And it could be one of those things where like folklore 500 years ago, someone saw an alligator and was like, that's the Loch Ness monster, because they didn't know what a fucking alligator was 500 years ago. But like, That's why I'd I like to see alligators when you're on shrooms. <laughs> but like, when you think about it, like the giant squid, for example. Yeah. Like, that's a thing. There are people... 
a lot of unknown like species out there. Yeah, which frightens me. Like they, they what is it they say they only like have have explored like 20% of the ocean. That's insane. Because like the ocean is so deep. Yeah. That like what is it? I, I think I read once where like not as deep fit... as that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the pussy not deep because I don't got enough dick for all that. <laughs> what do you mean, bro? You just dive in your whole body. There. <laughs> <laughs> Come out in two to three hours with a bunch of goo on you. Okay, so how deep? Looking like you just got slimed at a Teen <laughs> Choice Awards. <laughs> <laughs> all right, how deep is the ocean floor? That's what I want to know. So the ocean floor. They should have carpeted it. The- <laughs> Jesus was a carpenter. Shag. He got Shag. really lazy. <laughs> Shag carpeting. You gotta make it nice on your feet. <laughs> the average depth of the ocean is about 12,000 feet. Okay. That's the average depth. But there are trenches and shit like that that go down as far as 35,000 plus feet, like hundreds, uh, you know, hundreds of stories. Like there's just like there's parts of the ocean that are deep enough that you can stack the Empire State Building on top of itself. Jesus. Like that's insane to me. And like it stands to reason if we and like at the bottom of like those dark, deep parts of the ocean, the shit that's down there is terrifying. Yeah. Because they exist in pure darkness. And they have to, like, adapt to that surrounding. So, like, the first images of the giant squid in its natural habitat were taken in, in 2004. Okay. So, like, the clot. So, uh, giant squid is a species of deep ocean dwelling squid. The family, I can't pronounce that word. I'm not a science major. I'm sorry. Squidwards. Yes. <laughs> deep ocean dwelling squidward family it can grow to a tremendous size offering the example of deep sea gigantism basically the deeper things live the bigger they can grow recent estimates put the maximum wait, wait, wait. size so if i if i just like put my dick on the water it might grow <laughs> you'd have to be like thousands of feet underwater we can arrange that <laughs> that no we'd have to be arranging a suicide i mean it's a win-win <laughs> either my dick gets bigger or i die Recent estimates put the maximum size at about 12 to 13 meters, which is between 39 and 43 feet. For females, 10 meters up to 33 feet. So females are bigger than the males. Yeah. Um, and it's longer than the colossal squid, bigger than the colossal squid, and substantially lighter. So like this thing, like there was no, like there was suggestions, they found evidence of it, but there was no like, hey, this thing is real. Or like they found, you know, dead things that were like, oh, this is probably it. But like never saw one. And then they see one. So it stands to reason that like the yetis. How is there not one in SeaWorld already? <laughs> I think SeaWorld is doing away with like. I think they did away with like the whales and shit. Because they should. Yeah, because like <laughs> torture. Um, But like. I, I if I had to like I would say a yeti maybe right because I think it stands to reason that there is an 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 ape like creature mm-hmm. that is somewhere between human and ape as you know we're we're evolutionary yeah that still exists what's that uh what's that show the uh the finding bigfoot show yeah one day like I saw one episode of it and I was convinced that I would see something. So I spent the entire day watching this show, just mm-hmm. episode after episode. 
And like the all the evidence he had was like weird audio recordings and like very blurry pictures. And I'm like, this guy's fucking lying, bro. <laughs> like Bigfoot might exist, but this guy's just trying to secure the bag. It's like any ghost hunting show. Like I believe fundamentally ghosts exist, and that is because I do think that there is like unexplained phenomena. Yeah. And I would like to think that there is some kind of an afterlife, even if I don't believe in a god. I would like to believe that there's some kind of an afterlife, even if it's the torturous existence of a ghost. Uh-huh. And like watching ghost hunters, like it's always one of those things where it's just like they're all walking around in the dark and they're just like, do you feel that? It got really cold. There's a ghost nearby. That guy's guys... just trying to explain why his dick looks so little. <laughs> really cold. They're worried guys, about you, it. No, it's, it's the ghost. I swear. It's eight inches soft. All right. The ghost is here. That's why it's three and a half. Don't think about it. But like they're always like like I I think some things are cool like there's like a lot of pseudoscience behind it like th- bro these are things that interest this is things that fascinate me and if like there was a college course for this shit I'd take it I'm speaking of which Jonathan the long awaited return I so I have been feeling very lost and you know this I mean just you find and I, yourself. Um, I just Looking in a mirror, you fucking uh, idiot. <laughs> from a vampire, bro. I can't see my own reflection. Um, so I, I felt lost for a while. We know this. Like I tried to go back to work and that whole thing fell through. And one of the main things I've had, I think, hovering over me was I never felt like I had a career. Mm-hmm. Like I had worked a lot of jobs. I've been working jobs since I'm 17, 16 years old, but never was at one for you know more than a year maybe two max because i always you know took another job offer made some more money did something else and and or you know left the job because i couldn't handle it or my mental well-being etc etc and because of like i don't have a 401k like i don't have a retirement plan and you know content creating it is a crapshoot at the end of the day i love doing this and i like making my content and joking around and you know i do want to do more and and collaborate with people and, and create more stuff but that's still, yeah, I mean, nothing is guaranteed with that. A bad merch month means my bills don't get paid, right? A bad merch month on OnlyFans means my bills may not get paid. Yeah. So there is no definitive in it. And there's no retirement plan. There's no content creator retirement. There's no content creator insurance plan to make sure I can go to the doctor, shit like that. And the thing that, and I think this is why like my niche on TikTok became what it was, because I like to teach people shit. I like to talk about things that interest me or that fascinate me and, and, and try to help someone learn something if they want to. Even if they don't want to, I make you sit here for an hour plus a week and listen to me talk. Fuck, this is like someone's villain origin story. <laughs> In the beginning, he was a humble podcaster. And then he chained people up and played an hour of podcasts for them a week. If you're listening with your ears. <laughs> this summer this is a podcast and it's just like a knife slit you just see me like dressed like the riddler holding cards it's tom cards. (laughs) you're my evil sidekick so a few weeks ago i said you know what like right now i'm in a decent financial position still in a bunch of fucking debt but starting to build And because of like the state of the country at the moment and because the way like all these government entities are operating, I realized that I could apply for school 
again at 28, going to be 29 in about six months. Um, five months, actually, August. Um, oh, no, we're in April, four months, four and a half months. And because like I'd be able to get my grants and shit because like they're using tax, a bunch of minutia. They're using taxes from previous years where I wasn't making as much money and I live on my own. You know what I mean? It's not like I live with my parents. So one person making as much as I did at the time, the city would just be like, oh yeah, you need financial aid. You can't pay your bills and pay for school. Yeah. So I applied to college for education. My, my thing was always one of two things. Either I wanted to be an English teacher or I wanted to be a, a, a history teacher. Um, and over the years, like history kind of fell by the wayside, whereas writing and, and creation um, came to the forefront. So I applied to college and I didn't think much of it. I figured I'd apply and I have like so much back issues with like the, the city universities of New York um, between the times I went there, back owed money, issues that we've had with them saying I owe the money that I don't, them taking money, saying that my debts are cleared and then adding money out of nowhere years later. Um, withholding transcripts for transfers, things like that. But I said, you know, what's the harm in applying? Um, they didn't charge me, you know, an application fee off rip. They said, when you get your result, we'll charge you the fee. So I figured, oh, if I don't get in, I'll just fucking tell them to go fuck themselves and not pay the fee. What are they going to do for me for 30 bucks? But if I got in, then I pay, pay the fucking fee I got into college. And today I'm just sitting on my couch. I was feeling bad about myself today, like severely, mostly just because like, do you find that your emotions are like tied to shit like the weather sometimes? Uh, yeah, but I think in the opposite way of most people. Like when it's good outside, you're like I a blizzard, yay, bro. <laughs> yes, I'll never forget when I was in Binghamton and it used to snow. Was the only time I would ever open like my curtains and like have my window <laughs> open, and I'd just be chilling by the window, like, yo, this is dope. Like I love rain, but I hate rainy weather. So, like, if it's gray outside, like, you might be able to hear it. Like, it's windy as fuck outside. And it has been for, like, a week. Like, the rain's been pouring off and on. Like, the sunny days we've gotten in the mid-60s. Like, I've tried to go outside, stretch my legs, get some energy in. Um, but, like, today was just dark, dreary, cold, rainy. I was tired all fucking day. I was up late last night. And I fucking went and got food, went to the deli, and picked up a bunch of junk food. I grabbed fucking cookies little fucking 50 cent cakes, whatever I fucking could. Yeah. Came home, turned on the air condition. This is how you know I'm in a bad place. When I'm in a bad place and I really want to dig myself into a hole, I go into my living room. I turn the air conditioner on high. No matter what the time of the year is outside, I close the curtain so the room gets cold. And I grab a pillow and a weighted blanket. I eat junk in the dark and just put on like a streaming service and just like wallow in the cold darkness. So I did that. And Honestly, then, that sounds like a fun time to me. Bro, it's great. When you have someone there, it's better because then it's like, oh, we're cold and cuddling. It's adorable. Um, when you're by yourself, oh, it's dude. really depressing. It's like, are you trying to hint at something? Yo, Jonathan, if you want to come over and cuddle in the cold. Damn, baby. Like, let me know. I got that third hand. You know what I mean? If you want, I was to, the, if you want to suck a little dick, all you had to do was say so, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Um, I like took ate a bunch of junk, took a nap, woke up, you know, was just like, you know, it's like eight o'clock. I should be awake and like grabbed my phone and started sorting through emails. And I saw I got an email from the college. I'm not gonna fuck, I mean, I can say the college I posted on fucking social media at a Lehman college. Um, and 
I was just like, oh, is this like already? Because I applied for the fall semester. I didn't apply for the spring yeah. um, because like it just, I wouldn't be able to get my financial aid situated and all that shit in time. And I got a fucking acceptance email. And that is the first acceptance email I've got or acceptance letter from a college I've gotten in eight years. And not because like they all tell me no, it's just I never applied. It's just you know, damn, so I was like, it's about time. We've, <laughs> we've been waiting. You know what I mean? But it, and like the, the thing was like, I didn't have to submit transcripts. They did everything for me. I didn't have to reach out to my old colleges. They're not inquiring about back owed money. Nothing. They rem- great. It's fucking fantastic. Everything was done remotely. They got all the paperwork themselves. Because even I, like I asked you when I applied, because you, as we know, Jonathan, I fucking graduated from college. You, like, are my college expert. Because, like, I don't know shit because I went for a year and a half, two years to two separate colleges. And I haven't been in a college since I'm 21, 20 mm-hmm. years old. And I was just like, yeah, like, I, don't they just do that shit remotely at this point? I imagine in 2021, they could just get that shit. And you're like, nah, they need you to go to your college, let them know you're transferring and they need a sealed physical copy. Yeah, that's, just, that's how it was. But I mean, I, I go on my own experience. So when I transferred to Binghamton, that's how it was. I had to not only go to my old my the college I was attending prior to that. I had to go to my old high school and have them do it as well. They got that shit too. They yeah. got my fucking high school transcripts. Nice. Um, which again, weird. Like the fact, like the fact, I was nervous about being accepted. Uh huh. Because, like, for the most part, I was a really lazy student. Like, I had that gifted kid syndrome, where for years early in my life, they're like, "Oh, Thomas is real smart. That's a gifted kid. Like, he's you know really intelligent and this, this, and Fucking that." Liars, <laughs> bro. So when I got to junior high school and high school, I was like, I don't need to do anything. I'm smart. Like I'll just fucking pass the tests and shit. And I got lazy and the same thing happened in college. The difference is, is when I went to college, I began to understand, no, 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 no. <laughs> Show up to class and fucking read the book. Yeah. Otherwise you're fucked. Um, so my grades weren't great in high school. My grades weren't great in my first college. My second college, my, my grades were really good because like, that's when I started to like enjoying school and paying attention and taking notes and reading the books and shit. So I was nervous that they weren't going to accept me because like Lehman for this area, it is, you know, it's a four-year college, but it's, it's a nice four-year college. Like weirdly enough for like the Bronx, there's a lot of good universities out here. Like you got Fordham out here also. Yeah. So I was nervous. I didn't apply to Fordham because that shit's expensive as hell. Right. It makes no sense. Right. Because I, I, I live close to Fordham and Fordham from the inside looks like this fucking spectacular place to be and like if you're from the area like that school is in the hood yep it makes no sense my morgan went to fordham my ex-girlfriend and i had i because like she lived in long island and i lived in the bronx so like there were days where she had to go to class so i'd stay over we'd wake up get dressed you know take a shower get dressed and she'd drive me to fordham and like she'd park her car, she'd go to class, and I'd take a bus home 10 minutes. And I was on that campus. Bro, it's a beautiful fucking yep. campus. And for it to be in the epicenter of one of the most – bro, Fordham was burning during the riots last summer. Like that was one of the neighborhoods that the streets were on fire Yeah, because of the the the, the riots that were going on. And for like one of the most prestigious universities in the state of New York it's so to be three, three blocks away. 
But yeah, I got in, which is exciting, terrifying, because I'm going to be the old man student. Like, I'm going to be, I'm technically a sophomore. Yeah. Because I'm not a freshman. I'm still an undergrad, but I'm not a freshman. I have enough credits to be constituted as a sophomore. So I'm a 20, I will be a 29-year-old college sophomore amongst 19, I will be 10 years older than everyone in my classes. Just hit them with a lot of back in my day references. <laughs> back in my day. Oh, you guys are using your iPads? Back in my day, we used this here five-star notebook. Back in my Five day, we, we didn't have calculators. We had to put the numbers on our arm and try to compute it <laughs> like that. But the, like, it's, it's, it's weird because I like that shit. Yeah. Like, I like taking notes. I like doing math homework and being able to solve them because it makes you feel like you accomplished something. Yep. And like, this is one of those things where I said it to a friend of mine, like lately, and you know this, I've needed a win. Like I felt like a lot of things over the past three months or so have really been a kick in the nuts constantly um, between what I feel like is my performance on social media, between my personal life, um, you know, it, 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 between the work thing. Like it feels like everything was just like holding me down. And for this to not, I, I didn't expect to get this email for like three more months mm -hmm. because I figured it's the fall semester. Like they're not going to reach out in fucking April. They'll probably reach out in like June and then like get my affairs in order. So like the fact that they reached out now, it's, you know, the 31st of March, April 1st. Like I was shocked and taken back, bro. No bullshit. When I texted you, I said, I'm going to fucking cry. I fucking cried because I was just like, holy fuck. Imagine like, having emotions. Uh, I, I, I don't have to because I have them. This is why you will go on a murder spree. <laughs> and at some point, I might be like 37 yeah. and meet someone. Get a law me. degree, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, fuck this English teacher shit. Go to John Jay. Get a criminal justice degree. Take the bar. <laughs> Defend me when I murder someone. But Jonathan. Yes. Here's what I think. It's time for Jonathan's Cars. With with Thomas. I have to revel in the holiness of that. Play it again, play it again for the people. <laughs> play it again. Play it again you. for the good people of this church. It's time for Jonathan's Cars. Amen. Featuring Thomas. Oh, just just stop. <laughs> Well, I, I'm there too. Amen. I feature commentary. Like you have the cue cards, but I commentate on them. That's an important, I think that's an important feature of the cue card structure. <laughs> I feel like you just got to tell them to remix it and put your name <laughs> in it. Hey, yo, it's time for Jonathan's cue cards featuring Thomas. I just need, I guy that makes you want to vomit. No, I feel like me saying it at the end drives home how desperate for validation I am. <laughs> so I feel like him not saying my name. And me being like featuring Thomas, right? Right? Please love me. I'm Fair part enough. of this too. This really drives it home. So we, we said last week, the new version yeah. of this segment is going to be, you're going to kind of rattle them down like a top 10 list, but a top five list from five to one. Uh huh. So you're going to rattle them off. I'll intro them. Ready? Number five, five, five. I mean, okay. Yeah. We're going to have to go like straight down in number. Yeah. Three. Five to one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
is, is number one the best? Did you organize them that way, like we talked about? Yeah. Okay, so number five, the least best. <laughs> You're like B material. All right. There's a section in Yellowstone. Na- oh, wait. Today's topics are crimes. All right. Jesus. <laughs> I once murdered a man with my bare hands and buried him in a field in North Dakota. Thomas thinks I'm going to snap. Little does he know I've already snapped. <laughs> I snapped in 2012. No one ever figured it out. Thomas is weirdly on to me, though. He might disappear. You get awfully close. <laughs> I'm really trying to steer you away from it, but you keep drilling it, Thomas. All right, I'm trying to save your life. And now you don't I'm gonna want have to drill a hole in your head. Oh God! There's a section in Yellowstone National Park where you could probably get away with murder. The zone of death is a 50 square mile that's entirely uninhabited. If you commit a crime within the zone, there could be no jury because no one lives there, making a trial impossible. So if you're an air quote nice guy looking for the ideal first date, here you are. This is the shit I'm talking about, Jonathan. What? That makes me feel like this <laughs> This sounds like you're preparing. I'm not an air quote nice guy. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I won't yeah, murder like, you. I that, will eat that, your french fries. <laughs> but this seems like it's one of those things where you're like thomas i'm an asshole i could never like you're preparing your defense already just i just name a time and day for the first date thomas a part of me wants to go there but also part of me is like if it means like someone can kill me like i feel like there's a guy sitting there (laughs) just all the time just on a lawn chair with a jug of water and a shotgun Three guys, someone pops up, whoever screams dibs first got it. (laughs) It's 50 square feet of the purge. Like, I I, I just feel like there's a bunch of guys there who have all, like, agreed not to kill each other. Yeah. And are just like, you know, if someone comes in, you know, you take your shot. If you get it, you get it. It's like, you know, that we're going to hunt the most dangerous game of all. Man. Like, I just feel like it's one of those. Random thought, unrelated. Interpretive dancing. I'm here for it. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I would mock those men though. If they're sitting there and there's like a line, right? Yeah. Where like on one side you're in like the like kill everyone zone and the other side you're in like Arizona and like you can be tried. I would just be dancing on that line back and forth like, "Oop, you can kill me." No, you can't. "Oop, you can kill me." No, you just mocking them relentlessly. I feel like I can get two or three in before they just start shooting in my general direction. Yeah hoping that my foot is on the right side of the line and my body falls on the right side of the line. And I would just entertain myself with it. Here's what I would do. But then also, can I just like pull a sniper rifle out and just blow their head, their heads off there? Yeah. Cause they're just chilling in there. I would be, I would just fucking like vigilante. Like I'm saving lives and I can get away with it. I I would be Batman in there. I would do the mental torture. I would get really close to the line and be like, here's the deal. I'm ready to die. But in order for one of you to kill me, you must kill the other two people. Oh my god! And then when they finish killing them, I shoot them from behind. It's like, it's, it's like a saw style fucking game. Yeah. Oh my god! I want to play a game. If you want to take my life, you can. But first, you must take the lives of the men you call brothers. Live or die. I <laughs> think they call each other brothers. I think they've been there long enough. <laughs> They're all uh, pastors. Br- yeah. Brother Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're all men of the cloth who have become slightly unhinged. And they're just like, you know, the only place we can go where God won't care is the 50 square feet in Yellowstone National Park. 
Also, it's like federal land, and the federal government's like, go ahead, y'all can kill people here. We don't give a fuck. Coming this summer. God ain't watching this. (laughs) (laughs) Three pastors, one man who gets to take his life. You want to you want to make it even more interesting Rum, from the creators of Rum Springer. You want to three pastors. You want to up the tension. You make them all three Catholic priests, and the, the person is a thirteen year old boy. Christ. That's how you up the tension. <laughs> I'm gonna rape and kill him. No, I'm gonna rape and kill him. God's not watching, little boy. This is R. Kelly'sm. Jesus. <laughs> what's creep? Okay, what's more disturbing? If you found out that, okay, complete hypothetical We're world. getting down a dark path. We are, but I want to know Should I answer. just preface this right now? We're, in, we're, we're approaching in, a gray area. <laughs> we're in a gray area, and I'd like to get out. Okay. You hear that I've been arrested. Uh-huh. What is more troubling to you? I peed on a small boy, or I assaulted a small boy assaulted in what way like the things you and i do in the dark you unwrapped his tootsie roll yes um there there were no goobers they hadn't dropped i would assume the peeing would be worse if it was just peeing and nothing else that would i mean not worse that would be better than the other thing yeah. So you'd be like, okay, that's more. For- is there anything I could possibly do that you'd be like, this is an unforgivable thing. I just can't be his friend anymore. I mean, if I found out you assaulted someone in any way. Right. Then probably, yeah. Unless, is that like, the line, though? Like sexual assault? Yeah. yeah. Call, out your se- call out your sexual assaulting friends. Fuck them. <laughs> Hot take. We, we've all got that. I mean, like, a lot of people have that one friend that, like, gets drunk and gets handsy with women. And, like, yeah. we fucking ignore it because, like... The, oh, entire, con- <laughs> the entire country had one for about four years. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that's Donald. You know what I mean? He just He's joking when he says he's going to grab be girls right by the pussy. Boys are going to be boys. Fuck them. Call them out. Make them feel like the pieces of garbage they are. So, so me assaulting someone line. If oh. I murdered someone, also are you just like, okay, so what's the what's the biggest criminal act I could perform? Yeah. That you wouldn't be like, I can't be his friend anymore. Uh probably like I don't know, like robbery or like some Wall Street shit. So it has to be something I don't really care about. Steal from Murder. the rich, like <laughs> if you Robin Hood some shit, Thomas. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Just cut me in. Insider trading, we can still be friends. Yeah, yeah, you know me, Rob, me robbing a bank, we're still friends. Yeah. Okay, what if I rob a bank but accidentally kill someone? Oh, we can't be friends. Even if it wasn't like not on purpose. We, we still, like I like yeah, I, we like I shot the ceiling like to be like intimidating, but like I hit a tile and it fell and crushed someone's head. Yeah, we can't be friends. But it wasn't on purpose. I know, but it's not even about the fact that you murdered someone. It's like eventually you're going to vent about it. And Thomas, I don't give a shit. I don't want to <laughs> hear it. I don't want to hear about that time you murdered that dude. <laughs> Just see him. He starts talking about it. Oh, here we go with this shit. Uh, yeah. Oh, Tom, that's, uh, Thomas, you tell this story every time we go out for a drink. We get it. You robbed a bank and killed the guy by accident. Everyone has that one story that they never stop telling. It's Thomas's botched robbery again. (laughs) 
the creators of Rum Springa and Three Pastors, Thomas's botched robbery. <laughs> that sounds like a Monty Python movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas's botched robbery and the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing without the Holy Grail. No. <laughs> Monty Python presents Thomas's botched robbery and the Holy Grail. Uh, number four, four, four. All right, <laughs> it's my countdown voice. Uh, in nineteen, 19- my own echo. In nineteen eighty, Scotland. The oh wait, no, I got these two mixed up. All right, this one. We'll we'll, we'll return to that one. That's fine. Listen, this is a segment is still a work in progress. Yeah. It's your first. It's the first week we're doing it as an official segment. In Siberia, people often use reindeer to escape from crime scenes. Multiple residents said they were inspired to make the move after seeing Santa get away with so many B and E's. I was gonna say, do you think that's where it comes from? It would have to. like, like, do you think the the myth of Santa? Spoiler alert, kids. The myth of Santa. Cause I know there's a lot of small children who listen to this as a podcast. The myth of Santa Whoa, comes from like myth of Santa. Yeah, he's real. Oh, sweetie, I've seen him. No, he that's... was raw dog and mom. <laughs> I was gonna say that's just adults do that sometimes. That's on that's on my bucket list. True story. To like up my... Santa and come to my and... house <laughs> and raw dog your mom. Yes, actually, <laughs> please don't. I don't know if I could take that. You and I think her that will... would make me snap. <laughs> <laughs> we found the thing we, it would be a, a double homicide suicide <laughs> bro we would get you on like you ever see those that tv show snapped yeah we would get you you'd get your own episode <laughs> it's all like, i've ever fucking... wanted <laughs> TV show, <probably. laughs> like but like to be fair like snapped is like oh it's like you know isn't it like typically yeah usually a woman who has committed a murder or attempted murder so we'd get like snapped like the Jonathan story. We would just like, we would change it slightly because they're dramatizations. Yeah. So we'd say you were, bro, there's 29 seasons of Snapped. Jesus Christ. Like, how do we get it? And bro, it's still airing. How are like new, people, new episodes? People have like desensitized. Ah, I can't even say the word. I don't know what word you're going for. Desensitized there, or whatever. You finish the statement so I can tell you whether it's the right word. <laughs> people have, all right, let, let's. Cut that, uh, editor. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to cut that. Editor, editor, You're keeping that in. Editor, I am keeping that in. Uh, no, don't worry. And You're not even the editor. Um, the beauty, the beauty is, is like in two years from now, we'll be doing this podcast. We'll both have English degrees. Yeah, and, and we'll like, both be fucking up. <laughs> These guys are fucking college graduates. This guy teaches molds the minds of our children, and he can't fucking figure out what word he's looking for. Uh, this guy's teaching Shakespeare at a fucking high school level. Oh, God, level. if you teach Shakespeare, I would snap. <laughs> Bro, I'm excited. Like, I was looking at Lehman College's, like, course, like, availabilities. Yeah. And one of them is a creative writing course. That's yeah. part of, like, the prerequisites. Oh, if you're you're becoming an English teacher, you might have to take a, a full Shakespeare class. I took oh, I'm one. so excited. I'm so excited. I took one, and, like, on the first week, like, she passed notes around, and she's just like, tell us your relationship with Shakespeare works. And I literally put in all caps, because drama, I'm nothing if not a drama queen. All my <laughs> friends say it about me. They're like, oh, my God, there goes Jonathan. He's such a drama queen. Every time I talk about you to someone for the first time, I'm like, my buddy Jonathan's such a drama queen. We do a podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> you better get that right, bitches. <laughs> um, I, I wrote in capital letters, uh, I don't like Shakespeare. <laughs> 
<laughs> what is your relationship with Shakespeare? I don't like him. She, uh, he's my, kind of weird. But my professor saw that, and at the end of class, like called me aside, and she's like, "Oh, I'm excited to see like if your relationship with the work will change throughout the course." And so she asked me about it in the end, and I said what I always say: Shakespeare wrote like thirty something sonnets about the same girl. He yeah. definitely didn't get laid, and he was a stalker, and no one called him out on it. <laughs> John, it was the, it was the twelve hundred. I don't it give happens. a shit. <laughs> In the twelve hundreds, things were very different. <laughs> See, but he I'm, didn't. He was just he was too romantic. Like you got to know the 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 middle ground. I would have been like, shake if that gluteus maximus for me, baby <laughs> maiden. Shake if that gluteus. I shall make it precipitate upon thee. <laughs> I was, you know, the High Metro Mother came up with one of the perfect theories. We know I've been watching this for weeks now. Yes, rewatching it. There's the Doppler Dahmer theory. The Doppler Jeffrey Dahmer theory. Yeah. So the idea is that there is a line of delineation between what is considered a romantic gesture versus a creepy gesture, and the entirety of that is contingent on whether the feelings towards each other are mutual or one-sided. Yeah. So if you and I, for example, are both interested in each other, a grand romantic gesture would come off as perhaps sweet. Because you're just like, oh, my God, this guy really likes me. It's so sweet of him. Though if I liked you and you did not reciprocate those feelings, a grand romantic gesture is terrifying and you'd pepper spray me. Yep. And I think that is the most – that's like a psychological thing that people should deep dive into because I think that's true. Like if you have – if you, there are things that we often like – I can I give you an example can, off the bat. Go for it. Like, like, let's say you're at work or something, right? And I came and I waited for you to come out of work and you like mm-hmm. me. It's romantic. If yeah, you didn't sweet. like me, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, like, you. oh, he, you know, he showed up. He's sweet. He wanted to pick me up from work. He was in the area and he knew I got off of work. If you don't like me, it's like, holy fuck. Like, he knew I got off of work and knows where I work and waited out here for me. Just scream it across the street. Hey, girl, I know you got three nipples and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I want to suckle on the third one until the milk come out. I want to make the other two jealous with how much I'm sucking on the third one. Yep. <laughs> I want it to be like, damn, why he showing that third one all that special attention? <laughs> what that third one got that I don't got? I wanted to reenact the Will Smith scene where his dad walks out of him and he's looking at the other nipple like, he don't want me, man. <laughs> I want a, a one nipple to hug the other one tenderly. <laughs> Number three. Oh, man. Why am I allowed to talk to people? <laughs> the one nipple knocks the hat off the other nipple, embraces him firmly as he cries. Um, the whole time the it's, third nipple was just moaning in the background from the creators from Springer <laughs> comes three nipples <laughs> it's just called Dulce's nipple <laughs> the third one is mine that sounds like porn <laughs> um alright here we go in 1980 Scotland there were dangerous gang wars between rival ice cream truck drivers the Glasgow ice cream wars resulted in other items being delivered with the ice cream, such as groceries, toilet paper, drugs, and stolen goods. Eventually, the operation was shut down, but just like Coca-Cola, ice cream ain't as good without the cocaine. 
<laughs> Bro, this is early like Instacart. Yeah revolutionizing shit and they shut it down i'm telling you bro the world is getting like way more way too accepting of strangers bringing things to your home what do you mean bro like that that's the uh, that's the euphoric world utopia right it's like someone brings you like a rocket popsicle and some heroin (laughs) (laughs) listen bring me a fucking king cone and an eight ball all right it's gonna be a crazy friday night (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the world like is getting two rolls of toilet paper <laughs> i was thinking about it today like i was going through my bank statements because like i was like moving some money around and i just saw the sheer volume of like doordash and uber eats yeah on my statements and i'm just like there are so many strangers out there who have my address yeah and like if i like came downstairs and i buzzed them into my building yep so, like, if they saw me and they're like, ooh, he looks like he'd be fun to look what or his insides look like. Or even if they knew who you were based on the internet yeah. and they were, like, like if, an obsessed fan. That's a, that is a thing that occasionally concerns me is, like, the DoorDash guy or the DoorDash girl showing up and being, oh, my God, you're Thomas J. Alley. Which, like, I've never been recognized in real life, as I shouldn't. I have 300,000 followers, a little bit more than that. Like, it's I don't have enough followers to be recognized in real life. And he lives but, in such a small section of Long Beach, California. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised you can polite. edit all those shootings out of your TikTok video. <laughs> they just, all you hear in the background is gunshots. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just uh, the more I think about, it, it's like it, Uber's, Lyfts, food delivery, grocery delivery, like all these, and these are, and the way these companies all operate is, it's just if you have a car and a phone, yep, you can have hundreds of strangers' addresses every day. But they, here's the thing, right? Like, I, I believe in order for you to become a driver for these things, you have to give them, like, your social security number. Yeah. They do their background check. So if someone, like, gave you a ba- a really bad vibe, like, they, it's very easy for that person to be tracked down. Yeah, but if one of them is, like, you and you're on, the like, the edge of snapping one day. Yeah. Oh, uh, if someone just doesn't give a shit, then... Yeah. Just... Like, what if someone's just like, you know what? My girlfriend broke up with me today. I got evicted from my house and this motherfucker complaining that his tater tots is cold and they just stabbed me in the throat. I mean, you keep that in mind next time you complain about those tater tots being cold. Don't, don't deliver me fucking cold tater tots. I will die for my hot tots. That's a that's a worthy cause to die for. Cold that's tater awesome. tots are trash. Yeah, they're just they're soggy yeah. and they're just they taste like uncooked potatoes. I need hot crispy tots. Also, title of my sex tape. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We have we have a Christmas version called Toys for Hot Christmas. I have tots. to draw up some paperwork. The words of Thomas J. Alley no longer <laughs> reflect the values of the Dulce Management Service. So from here on, we will be parting ways. Though we wish Thomas a successful career without the tots. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not tots. Uh, number two. Uh, three criminals broke into a house in Silver Springs, Florida and discovered three jars of cocaine. What they thought jars? was their lucky day wasn't. Things took a turn when they realized that the jars were not drugs, but instead urns, and they had snorted someone's ashes, proving that there's no high quite like death. <laughs> Who? First, if I walked into a house, yeah. and I saw what I thought were jars of cocaine, I'd be like, this is some artisanal white people cocaine. <laughs> 
this is like hipster cocaine. Yeah. Because only like hipsters put shit like that in mason jars. And first of all, these guys weren't very good Biggie Small listeners because you never get high off your own supply. That is one of the Ten Crack Commandments. I bro, I used to know drug dealers who would constantly get higher. Like they would literally. So like the way the drug deals also like New York just legalized weed. Yeah. So like drug dealers are gonna be well, at least weed marijuana dealers are gonna be a thing of the past. Now I gotta go get a weed card for my anxiety. Bro, like you don't need a weed card. It's not medical. It is like recreational marijuana has been legalized. Oh, so we could just hit up a weed shop. We just walk into a dispensary. See, the, which the, is like this is the kind of podcast story I'm here for. Like this is like my buddy was just like, bro, it's so exciting that fucking weed's gonna be fucking legalized in New York. And I'm like, first of all, as a like he's a day a daily weed smoker, and he started doing it during the pandemic. Which I'm I'll never be a daily weed smoker. I just can't. Yeah. But in my head, I'm just like, that's not a good thing for you. You understand that, right? Like you buy weed off of a dealer, like maybe some dude, you know, that grows it, but like the state doesn't take taxes. Yep. They don't regulate the pricing. So like you could like arguably say, Hey, this guy is overcharging me for the same weed. This guy has, I'll go to the other guy. Like the state is going to regulate how much things cost. Mm -hmm. They're going to regulate the amount that you can buy at one, at any given time. They're going to have you in a database somewhere for how much you're buying so if you walk in and buy fucking eight ounces I, I think in jersey like it's like seven or eight ounces is like the max you can buy at one time which is like half a pound of weed it's a lot of weed um but like you know they're gonna have you like a database where they're just like yeah you bought eight ounces yesterday that's your limit for four days and they're not gonna let you buy more than that if you want and also like they're gonna be cracking down on people who are gonna be buying it from dispensaries and trying to resell it at a markup I'm going to just go and, in there and be like, hey, uh, when y'all get the next shipment of heroin? <laughs> They're just like, no, 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 sir. He got the wrong place. There, what, like, was, what was the state during the election that like legalized all drugs? Bro, did that happen? Yeah. Let's move there. It's like, no, that's not a good thing. We He's both got have a bunch addic- of shroomed out zombies walking around. <laughs> we both have very addictive personalities in our families. It's not a good idea. Um, yeah, Oregon. Oregon became the first state in the United States to decriminalize. That's a very or- Oregon type thing to happen. So to be fair, it's not the legalization of all drugs. It is the decriminalization of the possession of these drugs. Like in New York, prior to like them pa- getting ready to pass everything with weed, weed was decriminalized, which basically means you're not going to get arrested. This just sounds like an episode of Portlandia. (laughs) Um, uh, Measure 110, a ballot initiative funded by the Drug Policy Alliance, a nonprofit advocacy group backed in part by Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, passed with more than 58% of the vote, possessing heroin, cocaine, methamphetamines, and other drugs for personal use is no longer a criminal offense in Oregon, which basically means if they find it on you, they'll probably give you a ticket. Yeah. Um. Which is, like, to me... It's wild that the government's still trying to find ways to hustle. Yeah, I ain't got enough money yet. That, But see, that makes the most sense. Like, I know it's going to be a hot take. Legalizing or decriminalizing all drugs... Yeah. ...is going to make it so I think drugs are used less. Like, for example, the legalization of marijuana, I think a lot of people smoke weed because of like the risk like oh it's dangerous i'm a weed smoker i'm a cool guy the moment you can walk into walgreens and buy an eighth like i feel like people are gonna be like i don't like no like my i can use my walgreens card and get fucking points if the government is looking for ideas on how to stop crimes like uh just just have people crip walk down the street you can't call it jaywalking (laughs) if they're crip walking (laughs) void crime 
but in the, the, there's still the same like thing though. Like New York State has legalized it, but weed is still illegal federally. Okay. Which is like a weird, like it's a weird line of delineation between federal government and state local music. So music, New York City, New York State, the state of New York. So Governor Cuomo is signing this into law. So that basically means it is legal from a state level, because right, because states and, and federal laws are different. So from a state level, it is legal. On a federal level, marijuana is still illegal. So a federal, an officer of the federal law mm-hmm. could arrest you. But a city or state officer cannot. Okay, so just do it in Westchester. I mean, that doesn't change anything because if you have like an F, like an FBI agent can arrest you because they're part of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. They're federal officers. Yeah, but no, at state, that point, a, a Westchester police department. <laughs> if the FBI is being called yeah. in, weed is the least of their concerns. <laughs> uh, number one, one, one. This is the this is your this is your your best one this week. Uh, uh, this this is one I think you'll like. As opposed to the other four. Yeah, I know you hate it, Thomas. <laughs> I just didn't want to hurt your feelings. A woman named Maria Del Carmen asked a neighbor to store a box of sex toys for her. I'm all in. The neighbor said something was wrong when the box started to sink, and he opened it. Sink? Oh, I meant, no, stink. Stink. I yeah. like, it's sinking into I think I said sink, but I meant stink. <laughs> the neighbor okay. said something was wrong when the box started to stink. And he opened it to find the decapitated head of Maria's missing husband. Let this be a lesson to DJ Khaled. If you don't give your wife head, she'll eventually <laughs> take it. <laughs> that was a podcast. <laughs> Another one. What you guys have just heard was a bunch of spoken word on a podcast that's finishing right now. Even though it's ending, we still thank you all for spending some time with this podcast. Goodbye, so long and ciao. That was a podcast, and this is the end theme to the podcast that's currently ending. That was a podcast. That was a podcast. That was a podcast. This is a podcast.